Studios. Long ago, on the fields of battle, in the year 2017, two men met to decide once and for all what the most metal things in the universe are. But there can be only one. What's more metal? With Dan Weber, Nuriko Art, and Emperor. Hey everybody, welcome to What's More Metal, the only podcast for two badass uh, knife throwing okay. comedians. I don't yeah. know what we do anymore. <laughs> Review the like, decide what the most metal shit in the universe is. Uh, with me, as always, the, uh, the the holes to my condom. The uh, <laughs> I the do get people pregnant. The sea monster to my Sigmund. Uh, Dan Weber, right over hey, this what's way. Up? Comedian Dan Weber, everybody. Uh, comedian Rico Watt. Over this way, we have super metal producer Randy. Yeah. Okay. Very much appreciated the uh, the the long since callback to the original intros. Oh yeah, the yeah, sigh. Thank you. Sigh. The the, the uh, Dan when would uh, when he had his hands on the helm would uh, start every episode with a deep, painful, <laughs> existential <laughs> sigh, that which would... was also like lo- a, a long since callback to reading the Bible. Yeah, it started it started off. That well, way I would too. start that as with a sigh as well. Yeah, yeah it just it was a <laughs> it yeah it, it was definitely like you had. Uh, it was the long memory, long ago memory of having tried. You know, yeah. like it's like <laughs> it was mostly just me releasing all of my frustration before I started talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, his sigh ran across you like a ghost across <laughs> through your body. It was, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, <sighs> we would laugh, yeah, heartily. So, so I thought I'd bring it on back. Yeah, bring it on it. back to the olden times. I liked it. Old season one. I um, but yeah, this uh, this week uh, last week was my birthday, uh, birthday. gang. So uh, yeah, I I made it, <laughs> and so uh, but yeah, so it was cool. Uh, my girl uh took me. This was an amazing surprise. I so I was I was wondering if it was gonna be skydiving, right. or, yeah. or bungee jumping, right, right, something like that. Because she was being very cagey about what it was, wouldn't let me know. Uh, but she took me a place to, uh, to a place in Eugene. Called the demolition zone, yeah, and it's basically a goodwill where they give you you buy a package, they give you like a certain amount of credit, and then you pick up a bunch of stuff, and then you go into a room and beat the shit out of it with bats and hammers and golf clubs. That's fucking awesome until it's all broke, and that it fucking rocked. I will tell you right now, golf makes sense now. <laughs> if you replace the ball with a dinner plate, it's like the fucking best. <laughs> it was so fuck. It felt so good when you watch a, a just a little like teacup saucer like just turn into like porcelain confetti on the other end of a fucking four iron. It is so good. It's so good. That's excellent. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, what else? Also, th- surprisingly. Jan, this this will interest you. Uh-huh. Uh, surprisingly, uh, a satisfying uh, uh, baseball bat to a keyboard. Just oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, to a computer keyboard. The keys go fucking flying yeah. every which way. It's like a shrapnel. Oh, grenade. Uh, uh, a hearty uh, mwahaha laugh left my body yeah. 
I was like, <laughs> like when it happened, <laughs> when I saw keys going yeah. every, oh, uh, I knew what QWERTY meant for a moment <laughs> in time, <laughs> for one special moment. It, it was so good, man. And yeah, so we just beat the shit out of stuff. Um, watched my girlfriend take a sledgehammer to a champagne flute, which is the perfect amount of violence to a <laughs> thin, fragile thing. Was that the uh, the, the slow-mo video you put on Instagram? Yeah. Was that? Yeah. yeah. It was fucking great. Uh, I still have a bunch more footage I'll have to cut up and like set to uh, uh, I don't even know uh, to to um, my what I wanted that was my only complaint is that they put they piped in some music like halfway through like just some really aggressive like techno like that was I did yeah. not sign up which wasn't the vibe I was feeling right. in that moment I was feeling more chill and relaxed I was like getting stuff out and it was feeling good to damage and break things. Yeah, yeah. Uh and it, I didn't need that wasn't I was like, "Oh, this you're trying to make me I don't know who gets angry to like aggressive techno music. I mean, I personally don't. It doesn't do it for me." Yeah. Uh, I don't live in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so um you know what I mean? But I wanted, honestly, some Frank Sinatra would have been perfect. <laughs> if I was beating up, if I was taking a bat to a keyboard to, to like a VHS tape of fucking The Babe, uh, and it was just, you know, did my way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just, oh, so good. Like yeah. that, uh, and oh, I literally did take a baseball bat to a VHS copy of The Babe, which uh, <laughs> felt very good, very yeah. good. Um, but yeah, so like that was super fucking fun and awesome. I highly suggest it. I don't know how much it costs because I didn't want to be rude and ask, but I'm 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 assuming it's fairly affordable. How many things did you get? We got fifty-one things. Oh wow! Holy shit! Fifty-one things. They have them separated by shelves. Unlike uh, like smaller to larger, and like so, they're like, okay, for this package you bought, which was called Date Night, very cute. Mm. Uh, we got uh, like 30 of these one things, like 15 of another, whatever. Like, it kept going up. Was it, it was 15, I uh, whatever. So it, it went up in number, and then uh, so the keyboard was one of the more expensive big things, the small shelf. It had uh, one of the things that so a ton of uh, glass, uh, like, um. Christmas ornaments. Oh, nice. Very fun. Oh, yeah. Very fun. Uh, also, uh, clay pigeons, like we shoot, like skeet. Yeah. Those were great when because if you frisbee those right into a wall, just just clay confetti, it felt really good. Very satisfying to frisbee something yeah. into utter annihilation. Yeah. It felt yeah, really yeah. good. Dan, you would never leave, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I feel I... like you would discover things about yourself that doors that you would want to keep unlocked. <laughs> well, I have. <clears throat> when I was when I was a kid, and I was living in a commune in Eugene, uh, one time me and the this dude from Finland named Kimo, uh, and a couple <laughs> other guys uh, went down in the basement of the house, and for whatever reason, uh, there were like twelve abandoned televisions down oh, there. That's Excellent. Good. So we Old took big a, vacuum tube ones. Oh yeah, nice. So we took them and we put them in the driveway, and then we just used baseball bats on the front of them and filmed. This one guy had a camcorder, so we filmed us smashing, smashing the glass with a fucking with a bat, and then watched it later. And yeah. then like, oh dude, it was fucking dope. That, it was super much. Yeah. That was super fun. That was one of the 
one of the better days I had in that, and I had a lot of good days in the in the in the in the co-ops, but that was that, that was rocks. special. That rules. I was also on acid, so yeah, that, that made it even more more magnificent. The fucking just like a rainbow of sparkles coming out of the TV <laughs> every fucking time it fucking you cracked the screen. It was it was the shit. Oh man, mushrooms on that would be the yeah. fucking best. You'd just be like, ah, like <laughs> the level of extra shit that would happen. One of the best things that they did, um, they they had these glass jars and they just filled them full of fucking knickknacks and confetti and fucking Fuck like, yeah. marbles and weird shit. So Gracie grabbed one, she put it on this thing and hit it with a golf club, but it was full of rubber balls, and that was the shit. Because it exploded immediately, and then just chaos. Like there's these balls go flying <laughs> every which way, and we, and we didn't realize they were in there. So it was just like, what? Oh, like it was tight. It was just like, yes, it was so fucking good. Yeah, yeah, that's killer. Yeah. Now I know how uh, the oil companies feel about the Earth. <laughs> They're like this is fun. This yeah. is really fun. So how how hand me another pelican? Like they just really. <laughs> yeah. Go! It feels good. How uh, how long of an experience was it overall? From how long? You, yeah, I think it's supposed to be a half an hour, but I think we went a little longer than that. Okay, but it was but Just it, taking your time with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, luxurious. We like we like we're taking turns and stuff, being real leisure. Like I'm I'm sure there's people that get in there and just start fucking like being real Rampage, scary. Yeah, we were like that's not good. But um, <laughs> but her and I were just like, well, just take. They turns. call that one the Dan. Yeah. <laughs> the one who just goes in there like, uh, I got a hundred things, five minutes. Watch this shit, motherfucker. Step one, get naked. <laughs> just put an entire ta- all the champagne flutes on a table and just a fucking wild swing with a bat through all of them all at once. You come in with that barbed wire bat from fucking uh, uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, like, yeah Negan. <laughs> come in with Negan's bat. Well, he had a name for it. Lucy. Lucy. Yeah, Lucy. Nice. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Oh no, sorry, Lucille. Lucille. Was it Lucille? It was Lucille. Oh, that's kind of yeah. because that's a. Uh, um... It should be a ball peen hammer. It should... <laughs> <laughs> Lucille ball peen. Oh, Come on. Nice. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Lucille was. Uh... Oh, never mind. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say wasn't that like Chuck Berry's guitar or something? But I don't think that's right. Or. Um... It might have been. He or, definitely. Uh... Oh, no, no, Not Muddy Waters, but uh, maybe BB King. Was that BB King's guitar? Was Lucille? I don't know. I feel like I was like I feel like that is true. BB uh, King. BB King's guitar. King. See that? Yeah. See, that's kind of a cheap name, then. You know what I mean? That you're kind of or whatever. You're paying homage. He's paying homage in it with a horrible weapon. Yeah, legitimately, Negan is not supposed to be like yeah. super creative. Right. Yeah. Oh, and he's not. Yeah, he actually that was his thing. He was like he spoke in a lot of like shitty cliches and he yeah. sucked. And so he's like really <laughs> annoying. But that yeah. was his thing too. You're like, "Ugh, and you're powerless with this douche." Yeah, yeah. This yeah. violent douche. Yeah, that makes sense. Did another great thing. Uh-huh. Last night. Uh so I accidentally uh got this you know this happens where you accidentally get too like way way too high and then you find yourself uh, at the theater watching Cats. Anybody? <laughs> I, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> again, Gracie and I got way high, like uh, uh, super stoned, and then we went and watched Cats at the theater, and it was, please do that. It's so fucking, 
out of control. That movie is zany. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 a complete fucking madman's nightmare. It's it's fucking nuts. The whole movie, you just meet cats. That's the whole thing. There's not there's barely a thread of a plot like tracing through this thing. Yeah. You're just meeting cats. Hey, and then there there's this if you're not meeting a cat, you're hearing a, a song if you're not hearing a song about a cat that you're just meeting, you get to do my favorite thing, which is hear a song about a cat you're about to meet. And that's a mission. Oh, <laughs> Just, sure. Like, they're like, is someone talking about Skimbleshanks? Well, I hear Skimbleshanks is the kind of cat. And you're like, <laughs> am I hearing about a cat in the third person? Is that even here? And then he shows up. Someone was talking about me. Tippity-tappity-tippity-tappity. <laughs> it was like fucking madness. Okay, another thing. The cats are naked. Like the whole, almost the whole movie, Skimble Shanks does show up. That's the real cast name. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing high water red pants and with suspenders and no shirt. And it was somehow way worse than all the <laughs> naked cats. It made it more sexual. That you saw this, you're like, like literally in the crowd, you heard it. It was just ugh, like when he showed up because <laughs> it made it more, it made it weirdly more sexual than all the naked cats. Also, um, the, the thing that I felt was like least realistic. So there's all these cats. They're all running around. Yeah. Uh, fewer buttholes than you would normally see. With oh, a bunch of, sure. Cats are very proud of their buttholes. Uh-huh. They will show you their asshole. Yeah. You'll look down the barrel of a cat. It like they're they're gonna <laughs> inevitably. They're gonna, yeah. 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 yeah they're yeah. gonna they're gonna wink at you, and and it's gonna happen. <laughs> So uh, no cat butthole in this yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, I just posted it online, and I don't think we're gonna get any takers. But um, <laughs> Ben Harkins and I want to take a clip from cats, and like we want, we were like, openly asking people if they can deep fake some buttholes on these cats. <laughs> like you just add buttholes to all the yeah. cats, like large. Let's make them big. Let's make them like silver, like silver dollar size. Like most of the cat should be butthole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, but yeah, actually, well, that's a, that's. <laughs> That's more than a deep fake. That's a pretty large fake. Uh, but anyway, so, um, but yeah, just add buttholes to all these cats because it would just sure. be super fun. I mean, if you saw Dame Judy Dench's butthole. Boof. Yeah, right? Anyway, the movie is madness. It's utter madness, and it's it was uh, <laughs> at or, at somewhere around the halfway point, the audience completely broke. Like, they completely, like, just had given up on the movie and started openly yelling at the screen and shouting at it and laughing super, like not even trying, because there was a ton of like, "Mm, what is going on? And then halfway through, um, sometime around the James Corden uh, scene, like the movie just shattered. It completely (laughs) burned up on reentry and people just gave up on it. And it's awesome. It's uh, so super funny. I was telling uh, Gracie, I was like, if you had told me like earlier this week hey write what you think cats is about yeah <laughs> i would have nailed it because it turns <laughs> out no one knew anything uh-huh. it, it's just like i'm a fat cat and i do this yeah well i'm a f- fancy cat i do this and here's my name and then just that's all it is you just parade cats out you meet cats yeah and then you leave so that movie had such an intensely negative response that Universal, about two weeks after it was released, pulled all of their ad funding for Oscar campaigns. 
They thought they were going to get an Oscar? Yeah, they were hoping that they would get an Oscar what? for that movie. Based wow. on what? I don't know, but very shortly after, all of the ad revenue, or all of the ad budget got completely pulled. Woof. And the best actress's face CGI'd onto a prancing <laughs> cat goes to... Yeah, um, dude, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it, it's, I, apparently, I just, the article I was reading, it's set to lose $71 million. God damn. But it's gonna, dude, that movie is going to make it back in the long term. I, th- oh, for sure, because it's gonna, it's gonna be a, co- it's gonna be like The Room. People oh, are yeah. gonna fucking flock oh, yeah. to theaters to watch it and throw shit at the screen. Cats is gonna be the new Rocky Horror. Yeah. Because it's fucking bananas. Yeah. It's, it makes no sense. It's it's not going to be famous for any of the reasons Jesus. why people wanted it to be famous. Oh yeah, but ugh. Ian McKellen is forever. By the way, Ian McKellen was the only person in the entire movie that literally just goes meow 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 at some point. Like he just <laughs> didn't give a fuck. Yeah, they're like be more cat like. He's like meow meow meow, and they're, and they're like, I don't know if that's. He's like, fuck you, I'm Ian. <laughs> Sir Ian, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm fucking Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, suck my furry dick. <laughs> okay, so a few pieces of information about this movie. Uh, one, its budget was ninety five million dollars. Yes. All right. Now, in order for a movie to break even, it has to make double its budget because usually they spend the same amount on the budget as they do in ads to get people in the box office. So, opening weekend. This movie made six point six one million dollars, dude. And that's s- bad for an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and so far worldwide, it is just barely over sixty million. Wow. Well, you know, it happens, man. I mean, that there are movies that have been like, God, what kind of sucks? No movies ever failed before, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just feel like. There's at least one person who fucking worked on that movie an obscene amount. Oh, for sure. And they're like, God damn it! Why? Did, how did they fuck this up? Like they were, they were, they were only a bit a small cog in the big big machine. Yeah. So they didn't see all of the all of the end product. They were just working on this one part and just fucking devoted like. A year Everything. of their fucking life Everything to that thing to and it. did 60 hours a week. Lost friends, probably yeah. a marriage. Yeah. Yep. It uh, sucks. Oh, fuck. Oh, at, least it, at least it went into the passion project that is Cats. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, yeah, I'll work for free. So the this I would I would be I'd feel wrong taking money on such an important work. You know, I got to make Mr. McCavity look Mr. Extra cat like, <laughs> dude. The, the next movie that's gonna be like that, that's gonna have like, that's gonna be well, actually, way more money is being spent on it. The next Avatar. Oh, yeah, oh, Jesus, god, that movie is gonna be such. The first one was fucking terrible, the second one's gonna be so bad. The, I mean, I liked, I so I watched the first one in 3D. I did it's too. the only movie that I've seen where 3D was necessary. And good. Like, it was that good. was well executed. Yeah, but fuck the plot was dumb. Yeah, it was Unobtainium, I almost fucking... Yeah. I almost threw something at the screen. Unobtainium was like, yeah. Smiles like MacGuffin night. <laughs> oh, it's MacGuffinite. Let's get the MacGuffinite. Back to the... 
So. Ah, this guy is wearing his plot armor. He just shows them like <laughs> he's putting on his vest. He's like, just says plot armor on the back. Ah, uh. so fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> so bad. So yeah, I think that movie. That uh, movie is covered be... in goalanium, <laughs> which is our goal to get some of this stuff. At the end of the film. So shitty. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that. I yeah. I don't know that that. The blah. Yeah, go see Cats is my, is yeah. my point. <laughs> fantastic yeah. movie. Uh, do you know what the plot of Cats is? You either of you? Uh, you just I, told us you didn't even know. It, it barely had a thread of one, but the end of it is so that like there's this lady that's like yeah. this cat that's kicked out of the group. She's sad. She has a song. She comes back, sings that same song like 16 times. It's fucking trash. Oh sure, but whatever. So they end up like uh, she gets kicked out of like the this this group, the Jellicles, right? Yeah. They brought back into the group, and the whole time they're talking about this uh, contest or ceremony or something that they're going to have. Basically, what is they choose the sad lady, and then at the end, and it's just, they don't, by the way, it's the most closed universe I've ever seen in any movie. They don't explain any terms. They don't explain what they're doing or why. It just (laughs) is, and fuck you. (laughs) And it's insane. And and it's just like, let me in. Maybe I'll buy it. Just fucking, nope. If you don't know, suck my dick or whatever. And you're like, son of a bitch. So anyway, so at the very end, they're like, we choose you to be the, you know, the Jellicle cat or whatever. And she's like, oh, great. And then they literally put her on a hot air balloon and just launch her into space. Like, that was it. It's a cult where they think you go to heaven if they put you on a balloon and put and just put you in fucking orbit. And that's what happens. They're like, I'm going to heaven. And you just watch this cat disappear into the clouds. <laughs> and you're like... What the fuck? Like, it was so, it's, like, literally the whole crowd was like, like, what? <laughs> like, like, no, what? <laughs> like, that's, that's what we've been waiting on? Oh, also, this really happened during the Skimble Shanks scene. I, mean, I keep bringing Skimble Shanks up because it's literally where the movie exploded. <laughs> Actually what the character's name yes. is? Wow. It liter- they all have names like that. Skimble Shanks and McGuffity and Rim Timbity Tum Tum. It's stupid as fuck. Anyway, uh, the Skimble Shanks shows up. And by the way, I keep bringing up that scene because it is where the movie just had its challenger explosion moment. <laughs> the whole movie just disintegrates in the sky. <laughs> uh, Skimbleshanks has done this whole song and dance number. Like, oh, I'm Skimbleshanks. Beepity boop boop. Then the song kind of dies down and he's like doing like this little slow moving prancy moves. Uh-huh. His shoe lifts up and underneath it reveals he's wearing tap shoes. And this guy in the front row of the theater went, oh, no. (laughs) 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 We all, everyone laughed so hard. Like, uh, Gracie was cry laughing for the next 10 minutes straight. Like, (laughs) oh, no. (laughs) And then he tapped his ass off. He later uses tap to kill a man. And, uh. And that made the most sense of anything in the movie. I was like, yeah, that that's that checks out. That checks out because fuck that. There's fuck this, that, and I knew it was going to do something bad. There's this YouTube channel. I think it's for Screen Rant, uh-huh. and uh, they do uh, they do uh, movie pitches. That's like fake movie pitches where the same guy, he's like both the producer, the money guy, and the guy pitching the movie. Oh, sure. Okay. And they go back and forth, and uh, they did one for Cats. And honestly, most of them are funny, right? Because they're all like, you know, it, it's one, uh, there's, they actually made a t-shirt for it um, where they're like, how does he get out of this situation? It's, ah, 
uh, not a problem, barely an inconvenience, right? That's part of the, that's one of the lines he uses in every single pitch, except for the one in Cats, because he's just like, yeah, none of it makes any sense at all. He's like, yeah, I'm, it, it's Jellicle. And the, the, the guy he's pitching to is like, what does that mean? He's like, it means it's Jellicle. He's like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. Jellicle. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's how that pitch goes. It's fucking, it's yeah. super funny. Opening song it. is like just called Jellicle Cats, I think. I don't yeah. know. That's like the word they keep rep- repeating. And it's so repetitive. And then you're like, and you're waiting for the song to just, a Jellicle cat is this or whatever. But they don't. They just, <laughs> they just keep stacking shit like, so they, I hear Jellicle cats are but beep beep boo, and I hear their beep 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 beep, and you're like, so it's everything, and you're just like, what? What are we talking, dude? It's like I said, it's a closed universe, and you're not invited in. They don't explain shit. Fuck you. Like it's it's. I've never seen a a story just fucking f- like have a hatred for the audience. That's <laughs> it's it's amazing. So definitely go see it. Uh oh, guys, this just came up. Uh-oh. I just saw it. I just got the notification just now. If I'm lying, I am. So You're Jellicle. I got it. Yes, we just got <laughs> voted most Jellicle by what the fuck is that mean magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Inscrutable terminology magazine. <laughs> no, actually, we got voted um, the number one podcast to feel the burn to by uh, Vodka Tampon Aficionado <laughs> magazine. A VTE. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it aficionado with an A? Is yeah. It? Oh, VTA. Yeah. You will get we a VTA it. if you do that, by the way. <laughs> you, will, you will get a VTA, and you'll need to take uh, cranberry juice. <laughs> also up the, up the cooch. <laughs> or butthole. A douche. You will have to cranberry douche. <laughs> we'll have to give you the old, the old downtown Manhattan. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, guys, uh, this week's episode, which we're, uh, kind of did a little long intro here, uh, uh, since, uh, it's Martin Luther King Day, uh, today, when this comes out, yep. uh, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing most metal, real historical speech from history, yeah. uh, and we're gonna be doing most metal, real life, uh, civil rights leader. Yeah. And so, um, w- when we did this, like, uh, I wanna say, like, we <laughs> don't use our, uh, lack of research skills or whatever, just, like, as a... We're just this is just a all celebratory fucking who's most badass yeah. in this shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I'm like, don't fault me too hard if I uh if we don't choose the person that you right, have or, in mind. Or if I overlook something or if I'm if my research didn't go deep enough and maybe I have I mean a very surface level answer, then yeah. that's not uh, out of disrespect. It's out of uh, I'm an idiot. Right. So uh, <laughs> uh but anyway, this is just us and by the way, MLK is off the table for this. Yes, because clearly the like one of the most badass people ever, and so and and in honor of his day, dude just wins. So yeah. uh, these are yeah. other than MLK, uh, most uh, badass uh, speech and uh, and a civil rights leader. And to decide who gets to go first, what are we going to do first? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, do you want to do speech or civil rights leader? Hmm. Let's do civil rights leader. Let's do civil rights leader. I think that'd be the best, right? Yeah. Um, so decide who gets to go first. Dan and I do the most metal thing possible, and let's roll 20-sided die. We'll be rolling the uh, available on Patreon What's More Metal brand 20-sided yep. die. 
The uh, one says, what's my medal? Because we're the number one podcast to jam a tampon to. <laughs> <laughs> to fuck to by Fod- Pi- Fuckcast Magazine. Fuckcast Magazine. And the natural 20 on the die says, Natch Twombo, because it made Dan super pissed off. Yes. And it so, still upsets me. It's pretty great. <laughs> Whoa there, spinach captain. Natch. Fuck you. Natch <laughs> Twambo. You have to say it in an Australian accent or a shitty one like I just did. Right. Anyway, I'll be rolling first. Eighteen. Fuck. Okay. Dan, get that, Natch. Fuck. He got a four. All right. So I get to go first on most metal, civil rights leader. It's always between two with me. Uh, But I'm going to go with uh, one that I've brought up in this podcast before, and I believe uh, uh, in most metal deemed a terrorist. Yeah. Uh, by the United States government episode. Uh, I'm going to go with Nat Turner. Uh, Nat Turner uh, yeah. led a slave rebellion. Sure, this is a loose definition of civil rights leader, but I'm going. Yeah. Uh, Nat Turner read a slave, uh, read, led a slave rebellion in uh, Southampton County, Virginia, in August 1831. Uh, rebel slaves killed 55 to 65 fucking racists. And so, uh, fuck yeah. And a good that's, start. That's a great start. He's basically Spartacus, because that's exactly what Spartacus like was a slave. Uh, got a bunch of people together. They just started fucking evening shit out, and uh, I think that's bad as fuck. It's hard. So, uh, just a few thousand more things would have gotten real civil. Yeah, uh, and the rights might have been had, but um, I'm gonna. But uh, Nat Turner's rebellion in Southampton County, Virginia, uh, which uh, lasted. Till August twenty third, so uh, I don't know it, a, a while, but yeah. So it, it, it. anyway, so that's my choice, Nat Turner, for the Nat Turner Slave Rebellion, uh, which unfortunately uh, didn't kill enough. Didn't uh, slave did owners. not kill nearly. Did enough. not burn enough plantations. Uh, but hey, uh, you know, good good start. Dan, who's your choice? Uh, my choice uh, is. Um... Dick Gregory. Nice. He was a stand-up comedian in the early 60s, late 50s, early 60s. One of the first uh, African-American comedi- stand-up comedians. Definitely the first one to talk about race on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, two mostly white audiences and got them to laugh at it anyway. Uh, he uh, was working in Chicago with... Uh, the other guy like red fox and um and un- sadly i mean at the time nobody knew but bill cosby was one of his compatriots uh-huh. uh as he got older um he stopped doing stand well he ran for president in 1968 nice uh as on the uh peace and freedom party ticket mm-hmm. um and he ran a, he ran a few more times i believe uh he um got uh he was one of the he was before dick gregory uh if you did a late night spot as a black comedian like you came out you did your set and then you left mm-hmm. and um they kept calling him to do the show and he was like i'm not going to do it and no and finally the guy who was running the show called him and was like why won't you do the show and he's like I'm going to sit on that couch or I'm not going to do your fucking show. And so oh, they, nice. So he did, he did, he was the first one to get to sit down 
as a guest on the show after his set. Oh, that fucking rocks. Um, he was the main MC at Hugh Hefner's Playboy Club in Chicago. Nice. Uh, that's where he mostly got like got his start. And uh, his later on in life, he was mostly an advocate for civil rights. Uh, and he actually um, has a video that has one of my favorite conspiracy theories. And I'm not even sure if he's not right. Yeah. Where he was like, he's like, <laughs> if you look at um, malt liquor sales. Yeah. In, in uh, violence. He's like, there's a one-to-one comparison like like the more malt liquor that's sold in a in a in an area they're more violence and that's why they've pitched malt liquor to the african-american communities so they can make them seem like they're more violent because you're just drinking this fucking anger juice yeah and uh i myself have drank in quite a bit of old english 800 as well yeah and uh yeah it it does make you fucking angry oh yeah like you just get violent, oh, yeah. right? And I and so I'm like, that makes fucking sense to yeah. me. I don't know, you know. That was one of the last things I saw. Uh, I saw him talk about, and it was fucking dope. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think I think Dick Gregory was a fucking badass comic and a and a good dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Forty nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they they typically end in uh, some big horrible. Uh, violent or yeah. screaming match to two people on a front lawn. It's like yeah. not good, or at least in my experience with when I was doing it. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. See somebody with playing Edward Forty hands trying to get the tape off so they can punch a guy. It's fucking, it's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, that's, I do. Dick Gregory is a great choice, man, because I fucking, um, mine's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> but I just wanted to choose the guy that killed racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. I think that's fucking awesome. So uh, those will be our choices, gang. Uh, for most metal civil rights leader, I chose Nat Turner. Dan chose Dick Gregory. Yep. Uh, we're going to put those up on our Instagram stories. Uh, our, our vote master general, uh, uh, Matt Silber, will be putting those up. Yep. And so uh, shout out, Matt. And so, yeah, thanks, guys. Make sure you vote, and we'll tell you uh, next week. Or you, we'll tell the votes. We'll tell you what who you won. told us, Yeah. Yeah. which is who won. And so... Um, uh, quick backup. The only backup I had uh, was my favorite. I mean, um, one a personal like um, I read this uh, person's uh, autobiography, and uh, I thought I felt it like super. It's just it's just awesome. It's an amazing story. It's very um, inspiring. It's just it shows you like uh, I don't know just just how to persevere and like how to really uh, obtain like uh, uh, attain. Um, like a greatness in yourself is uh, Frederick Douglass. Oh course. yeah, Frederick yeah. Douglass. His autobiography is fucking amazing. Like it's, uh, um, the dude basically might as well have been like living it, like because he lived in like uh, the South and stuff and grew up and like um, as a slave as a child. And basically, you're like in an occupied, war torn country. Basically, mm-hmm. when you're when you're like that. So he um basically like found like uh. Like there's just all kinds of like little re- revelations in it. Like um, there was a lady that like uh, he was um, sold to, and then she was like really sweet and nice, and was like, I don't know what to do. Like, wh- how, why do you want me to? I'm I'm uncomfortable in this situation owning a slave or whatever. And then he said, within months, she was like cruel and fucked up and shitty because it's just the institution that changes people and makes them. When you put like whatever one yeah. person below another person, it just 
makes you fucking evil. Like you just lose all humanity for that. Like just shit like that is throughout the book. But also he like taught himself how to read. Basically, like he had a, a he would pay like kids like to teach him like their like with their books and stuff, which would have like gotten him killed if he had gotten caught and stuff as like as a child. Yeah. Um, just really amazing shit. Um, then after uh, he escaped uh, the South, and that that whole escape thing was fucking amazing. Like the way he does it, it's super elaborate, and he like there's parts of it that he leaves out because he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep the other people from doing this if I if I broadcast how I did it. But um, but it involved it him uh, it involved him dressing like a like a Union soldier at parts of it mm. uh, because uh, black people could join the Union and and fight. So he dressed like a Union soldier, and then he was like, they didn't ask questions and stuff. Just all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but he was an active campaigner uh, against slavery after he uh, after he got freed himself. Freed himself. Um, let's see what else. Uh, he also supported uh, women's suffrage, and uh, held several public offices. Um, and then he also was nominated for uh, vice president of the United States. Uh, uh, for, there was a lady running for president named uh, Victoria Woodhull, who was a uh, in fuck, what was it like? Eighteen eighty, yeah, which is was... fucking yeah, um, which is just amazing. Uh, that yeah, so this lady ran for president and uh, ran with uh, Frederick Douglass as her as her vice president, and uh, did not get elected. But uh, I think that's just fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just a very inspiring, uh, person. Like and uh, yeah. So I, I, that is my my backup choice. Frederick Douglass, super badass. Cool. He is. Uh, yeah, I've read I I read up on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was certainly on my list of people. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know I didn't know about this guy. So my backup is this dude, um, Stokely Carmichael. Uh huh. He changed his name to I. Honestly, am not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna even try to pronounce it. Um, but uh, he when he was a young man, uh, he um, was a big advocate for the Black Power movement, like uh-huh. the like. Like the like the extreme part, the the very um, militant. Militant. Yeah. Uh, he led for a little while something called the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. Uh-huh. Left that to become the honorary prime minister of the Black Panthers. Nice. Uh, he left that and left the states and moved to. Um, he moved. He because he he started. He got on in the FBI's radar, and mm-hmm. J. Edgar Hoover was trying to oh, yeah. fuck him over. Yeah. So he just left and went to Africa. Yeah. Moved to uh, uh, Ghana, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, and not Ghana, but anyway, he he was living in Africa. Started a uh, something called the All African People's Revolutionary Party. Mm-hmm. Did that for the rest of his life pretty yeah. much um he was a proponent for pan-africanism which is like africa just being its own fucking country uh-huh. and then he also coined the term and institutionalized racism to oh, describe okay. how the states work that's fucking awesome that um i was that, i found this out in my like because he was probably right to fucking leave because yeah. i mean the fbi killed like a bunch of fucking people yeah. in the black like black panthers and stuff um uh, fred hampton for example yeah um, just straight up assassinate him. There was um, from like I think it's like 1955 to the end of the 60s. There were there's like you can find it online. There's a list of 40 civil rights like people like leaders that were assassinated yeah. in the United States, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. So it was just like this really 
which I mean, it, it literally goes to show like um, there's like when people are just like, hey, these people should have rights. Like the 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 level of fucking like mili- like violent hatred that comes at you is like fucking uh, yeah, just it's a, insane. Right, what's called it is right wing fucking violence is it's like fucking gnarly. The right wing uh, extremists like kill always kill like uh, 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 or always yeah, whatever threaten to kill or try to kill or use violence to try to stop uh, 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 um, a peaceful left wing movement and shit. And it's like fucking horrendous. Yeah. Uh, some weird. Uh, it's just a thing. It's a fucking disgusting thing. thing. So anyway, I just it was definitely something like. Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, oh, I'm on FBI's list. I'm gonna get and like, yeah, that's that. Unfortunately, a very yeah, smart you better move. get out. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, especially Hoover is a piece of shit. But yes, anyway, yeah. good times. Yep, fucking whatever. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's not ha ha funny, sure, uh, or at all. But still, uh, no, it's just fucking. That's the real shit. It's fucking. Yeah, it's the real shit. Yeah, I don't know when you. Yeah, that that. It it'll blow you away when you just really look at the fucking the history of it and stuff. It's it's really fucking gnarly. So yeah. Anyway, but that's uh that's it. That's, that's uh it. most metal civil rights leader. Uh, both chose Americans. Uh, which is cool. Um, very awesome. Uh, I think that's gonna bring us to the next topic. Next topic. Yeah, everybody, welcome back. <laughs> you went nowhere for exactly one second. Look, <laughs> this is going to bring us to our next topic. Most metal speech. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Real historical speech. I went first last time. Dan gets to go first this time. Dan, what you got for me? So- uh, Orate it. <laughs> I I actually sent- uh, Randy's going to play a small clip. Um, but my, uh, most metal real speech is, uh, D Schneider's testimony against oh. the PMRC in the, uh, late eighties where the lead singer of Twisted Sister, uh, everybody thought he was an idiot cause he kind of, I mean, he dressed like a maniac. Uh-huh. So he shows up in full regalia, like just wearing torn up denim and leather and shit and then proceeds to tear Tipper Gore completely limb from limb. Yeah, uh, and it's fucking amazing. And he made all of the all of Congress look stupid. Yeah, for even suggesting that they should censor censor any of that music. Um, and uh, yeah, it's one of my it's one of the my favorite things that has happened in Congress. Just having this fucking lunatic. Yeah, and then he, he like he when he talks about it in the video. That, I, that Randall's going to play a clip from. Uh, he talks about how um, he knew that everybody there thought he was dumb, so he played it up the whole time. Like he walked in and like he had taken he had taken the speech that he'd worked on for like a couple of months because he'd had he'd known he'd have to do this for a while, and then he folded it up a whole bunch of times. So when he came up and sat down, he had to like he had to unfold it like pull it out of his back pocket and just unfold it for like a couple minutes and like and then like press it out like it's a shitty like a shitty kid doing homework and stuff and then he immediately then he when he launches in it's uh, it's actually he 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 tries to look dumb and then so he can surprise them in the end and then does that's fucking awesome can you do this absolutely 
brought to the slaughter. And I start reading. Since I seem to be the only person addressing this committee today who has been a direct target of accusations from the presumably responsible PMRC, I would like to use this occasion to speak on a more personal note and show just how unfair the whole concept of lyrical interpretation and judgment can be and how many times this can amount to little more than character assassination. And I am just tearing apart everything that they've accused me of, disproving without beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything they've accused me of has been wrong, Little false, and they Dee are scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. on speech right now. Yeah. Um. They were saying that Under the yep. Blade was about sadomasochism and bondage. It was about my guitar player's throat operation. It's not uh, really a, uh, a wild uh, leap of the imagination to jump to the conclusion that that's about something other it than It always uh, says more about the person interpreting yeah. neither of which are mentioned in the song. No, it's not a wild jump, and I think uh, I, what I said in one part was that songs allow a person to put their own imagination, experiences, and dreams into the lyrics. Uh, people can interpret it many ways. Uh, Ms. Gore was looking for sadomasochism and bondage, and she found it. Someone looking for surgical references would have found it as well. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you like, know, I can't oh. help but Gore's got a dirty mind, and, and Al Gore just, oh, my God, you know, he really jumped over the table. They were saying, <laughs> we're not going to take it. What should be on the filthy can, 15? Yeah. From That's probably enough. That's so funny. <laughs> Well, it must be because she wants it in there. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> her name is Tipper. <laughs> you, you accuse a lady named Tipper of liking to get choke fucked. You madman. You torn jean wearing freak. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's so fucking funny. So that's my, that's my, that's the most metal speech. Because he just insults a guy's wife to his face. Yeah. While disproving everything he said and everything she wanted to say. Yeah, that's fucking fantastic. Um, I wanted to comment on D. Schneider commenting. <laughs> yeah. And this is the part where D, D uh, is actually commenting on his own speech. He's a different tone of voice. Yeah. Years later, hearkening back to the moment in question. And uh, we'll listen now. Anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking great. That is a really cool moment. I, I've only seen... Like clips of it and shit, yeah. like in like retrospective shows on like MTV, VH1, and shit. But very fucking cool. Yeah, Frank Zappa also uh, responded to their. Uh, he also testified in front of Congress, and was even crueler. I bet than than D Schneider. <laughs> D Schneider was trying to be like, like kind of you know kind. Yeah, and Zappa just gave zero fucks about anything at all, so he just said whatever he wanted to say. Yeah. But I thought Snyder was m more metal. Yeah, for sure. That's so fucking funny. Uh, that's great. Great choice, Dan. Yeah. Dan shows uh, D. Schneider. Uh, my choice, um, less overtly metal. <coughs> Sorry, me too. I think we just put that <laughs> a burp at the same time. <laughs> Uh, my my choice for most metal speech is uh, Mahatma Gandhi's Quit India speech, uh, August eighth, nineteen forty two. This is uh where this is the speech where um in in front of thousands uh he calls uh, on India to, to do a passive aggressive uh, sorry passive resistance movement not a passive aggressive I don't know why don't if you want to leave you can <laughs> Britain. Uh, no, uh, it's a uh, passive resistance movement that he starts in India to try to um, to uh, overthrow British rule of India, which 
Um, so it starts the whole passive resistance movement, which does inspire Martin Luther King to, and, and that's what he, where he got his um, uh, ideas for the passive resistance movement as well. And uh, so it 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 helps MLK, and it did. Unfortunately, the the actual quit India movement itself didn't succeed, but um, it they it did lead to uh like that was the start of what it like, and then it did. Uh, yeah, Britain uh, did. Uh, give India back to India. So, right. uh, yeah, yeah, you can play a little bit of it. Okay. There is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. I feel it, though I do not see it. It is this unseen power which makes itself felt and yet defies all proof because it is so unlike all that I perceive and then <laughs> it transcends the from senses, their ivory towers to reason out the existence of God to a limited extent okay even in ordinary affairs we know um gets pretty wonky in there uh, yeah no uh, but yeah so it's more of just the uh what it was a call to what it led to uh what it did uh it uh a, a country got it, a whole country got its independence, yeah, uh, largely uh, because of uh, Mahatma Gandhi. By the way, read his autobiography in uh, uh, shortly uh, in my early twenties, yeah. and uh, that book is ninety percent what that dude ate. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it's literally. I mean, it, the dude led a bunch of hunger strikes, so I think foods are his favorite memories. But he like he's like he's like uh. Like the stuff he did is like a footnote to what he had for lunch. It's the most insane. That's yeah. my memory of it anyway. Because I was, uh, I should have gotten a book about him, about what happened. Uh, but it was just more about, he was like, I met my friend and we did this. And uh, this was that we were starting the Quit India movement. I had a speech prepared. There was amazing goat cheese. At the time, I was eating goat cheese. And I know <laughs> it wasn't vegan, full <laughs> vegan then, but he had goat cheese and dates. And, and almonds and I boy what a combo that was I gotta <laughs> tell you that was so good anyway there was a there was a speech and uh, we did it it went pretty well and then on the train over to uh, to Bombay they um, they had these little sandwiches and you wouldn't <laughs> believe just cut the the corners cut off and this I I gotta say they just a light toasting on the on the bread <laughs> and again I wasn't vegan at the time so I was having cheese and uh, that was boy and then uh, something something uh, Britain left uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and we had it, it, it independence and uh, I celebrated with just the I know it's again Big Mac it's beef not good I know that's against my religion <laughs> but it was I thought I deserved it and I, anyway, yeah. so that is like 90% of that book. And it was, re, that was my memory of it. I might yeah. be wrong. I might have been even dumber. I was definitely dumber than I am now. But uh, it was, I remember just being like, why do you keep talking about your lunch? This is insane. But he might have written it while he was on a hunger strike and it was all he could think about. But uh, it was very funny. Uh, so those are our choices. Yep. Dan chose D. Schneider yeah. uh, testifying before Congress. Yeah. I chose Mahatma Gandhi uh, in the Quit India speech. Everybody, uh, we're going to put those up on our Instagram stories or let you vote on them. Will you decide who had the most metal one? Um, is it uh, Dan's dumb shit or is it mine? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, Dan, no, the fucking clearly badass. Uh, so, what, uh, do you have a backup? 
I do have one backup. Okay. Uh, it is uh, uh, General Patton's D-Day speech. Nice. He mm-hmm. gave it a bunch of times to to fire up the troops because most most people in in the troops on D-Day were like new, like they weren't they weren't um, they weren't hardened soldiers at all. Like they just they just joined up. So he wanted to fire them up. Uh, there's no no one has recorded the whole thing, uh, but the one the one quote that I like the most. Uh, and apparently he said it at every time he gave this speech was, um, no bastard ever won a war by dying for his country. He won it by making the other poor bastard die for his country. And I like that idea. That fucking rocks. It's fucking rules. That's tough as nails. Yeah. Apparently it was, it was profanity laced. He was just like, we're going to go fuck shit up. Like, (laughs) like, we're going to stump fuck the corpses. (laughs) Valhalla. Make that motherfucker die for his country, you dumb sons of bitches. <laughs> Get out there and fuck shit up. And then I want you to bullet fuck their, their fucking torsos <laughs> until they bleed freedom all over this goddamn beach. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Dozers of fucking justice. <laughs> Pushing the piles of bodies. I love it. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah, I I do like a a, a profanity laced. Oh yeah, a profanity laced motivational yeah. speech. Fuck yeah. yeah, that's fucking bad as fuck. That's the D Day invasion speech. Yeah, yeah, that's fuck yeah. We're gonna tell Hitler to bite the curb. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a fucking great backup. I d- yeah, we definitely. Yeah, I don't know. That's fucking cool. Um, is that the one in front of the flag? Uh, in the movie, it's in, in front the of movie? the flag. That's fucking great. But it that's just a, a mon. It's like a he did the speech was much longer and it, and frankly, uh, the movie toned it down. Yeah, quite a bit from how vulgar it actually was. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna stretch their German pussies from here to, <laughs> to the Maginot Line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fucking love it. Uh, all right, it's uh, a great backup. My backup, Dan, is um, uh, January seventeenth, nineteen sixty-one. President Dwight D. Eisenhower's military-industrial complex speech. That is a good speech. So one where he warns uh, he's leaving uh, the presidency, and uh, he's warning that uh, that the military-industrial complex is uh, out to undermine American freedom and uh, something that we ha- should. Uh, forever push back against, and uh, we never did once. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's a really, it's a really great speech. It's a, like, I, I wish he had been more, uh, like, like less, like he was just being very presidential and speaking in like kind of these big, vague terms. Like, yeah. like guys, there's a group, they're together. We should watch out for this thing, but it wasn't like. You know, down to it. This yeah. company, this motherfucker, these yeah. people working together, they're going to do this exactly and fuck you. You know, <laughs> we'll be forever in endless wars because it's going to be a money machine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so a very fucking cool speech. Uh, definitely um, a badass thing for an outgoing president to do to just be like, hey, I need to. And he was a five star general. Yeah. Like, he was one of the one of the only one of the few because uh, Washington was also a general. Uh, but one of the few and uh, Grant, huh? 
Ulysses S. Grant. And Grant, yes. So one of the few, uh, but uh, but there is a military general that goes over and uh, becomes the civilian president. But anyway, very cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was a that's a really bad. He had actually been quoted another like talking about like before that he's just like he's like about to tell uh, his his defense uh, the secretary of defense and all yeah. people, like these generals kept coming to him and he was like if they, if I didn't like know all about this shit like if I was just some dude like I would like I would be fucked like I I like I have to pull the the chain on these dudes all the fucking time and like and he's like if I didn't. I would be easily fooled if I didn't know all the shit I know. And he was like, yeah, so. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, fucking very cool speech. That is my backup. I don't know. Any others, Dan? Uh, nope. Great. That's going to bring us to the polls. Oh. Yeah. Meow. Look, uh, <laughs> I saw cats. Yeah. Um, Randy. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened last week? Oh, you mean for polls? Yes. Sure, sure, sure. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the polls thing was. Uh, all right, so for episode 11... Word. We had uh, Most Metal Birthday Cake, and it was between the happy 30th birthday Aaron <laughs> yeah. and the holy crap you're old. Yeah. And with 76% of the votes, Ooh. it was holy crap you're old. Damn. Well done, Dan. Well, it was a it was a perfect replica of a toilet. Yeah, like, it's hard to yeah, beat yeah. that. That's fucking great. And uh, for the most metal birthday celebration, we had the memorial birthday, where a man was tricked into thinking he was dead and at his own memorial service. Yeah. Yes. And the Manchu Han Imperial Feast. Yes. With Genghis Khan, correct? With the Huns. Yes. Yeah. Um, and with seventy eight percent of the votes. Oh. The whole episode's going to Dan because it yep. was Memorial Birthday. Oh, there we go. That that makes sense. Well done, Dan. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I will say, uh, yeah, the cakes was so much fun, and we will be revisiting in uh, some th- different kinds of cakes, yeah. different uh, events. Because holy shit, what yeah. a target rich. Yeah, there were a was. lot of fucking yeah. cakes. I want to do wedding cakes. I will say, happy thirtieth sure. birthday. Great. Come on. Pretty good. Also, real quick. In my defense. I think something I just want to start throwing into the mix for polls. We'll do it real quick. I'm just going to say this is the first time. Uh, we'll put up little, the questionnaires like we did for most metal pizza topping. And if you have suggestions, oh, yeah. throw them in and we'll read them off. And that's what I'm going to do right now. Uh, so for most metal pizza toppings, we also got artichoke hearts, uh, Cincinnati chili, bullets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So he puts chili on pizza? Apparently. Whoa, is that a real topping? I think so. That fucking... That's... There, there, you're going to hear a couple wait, in here wait, wait, definitely wait, not wait, real. Wait, hold on, hold on. Is Cincinnati chili a euphemism for, I like, so. diarrhea? No. <laughs> it's like, oh, goodness. No, it is, a, it is, a, it is a, f- a specific form of chili. Okay. Yeah, it's not It's not just poop? No. Okay. It sounds like it might be. <laughs> I'll put some Cincinnati chili on that. Uh, we also got bullets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, if that's on a pizza somewhere, that would... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you went in Texas, right. it's like, eat a fucking... 45 shell. Uh, eating lead. Yeah. Blood sausage. Okay. Well, Foreskin. That's not. Mm, that's not one. Come on. Uh, the that's, rest. That's a twisted ass rabbi. <laughs> that's a twisted as like, my moil brings me some very specific <laughs> topping that I like very much. And I, I'm just saying I like it. Uh, the last three will just <laughs> rattle off. Mayonnaise, pig's blood, and billionaire dick. 
Nice. Uh, I do like billionaire dick. Yeah. I, I, on a pizza, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Expensive. Very rare. <laughs> Very difficult to get. And those are the polls. Oh, nice. And responses. Well, for done. The week. well if those are, if any of those or all of those are real, that's pretty tight. Yep. I got to say. Yep, yep, yep. Chili on a pizza sounds like some madness that Cincinnati would do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, sounds like it could be pretty That is that... definitely Midwest shit. Yeah. Don't they oh, put yeah. it on, is it Cincinnati chili where they put it on top of spaghetti? Ah uh, man, I don't like, know. Can't I don't know. There's there's a place there. Whatever. Uh, you you put chili on top of spaghetti. And eat I want to say which is, yes. Yeah, but I mean, I, it, yep. It, the very first thing that comes up when you Google Cincinnati chili is a Cincinnati chili uh, spaghetti. There we recipe. go. So that's it's. Is it spaghetti and chili on a pizza? Is uh, it is actually so. The quick rundown from Wikipedia, Cincinnati chili is a Mediterranean spice meat sauce used as a topping for spaghetti or hot dogs. Okay, so it's mostly cumin-based. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'm into it. Yeah, cool. super, super into it. <laughs> Dan's like, move on. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Cincinnati chili, wow. Just saying that's pretty badass. It is pretty badass. Just like a whole, whole like, that's a lot of white on some pizza, by the way. That's <laughs> <laughs> chili, yeah, anyway. All right, guys, uh, that's going to bring us to the Ride the Lightning Room. Ride the Lightning Room. Yeah. All right, everybody, this is the part of the show where producer Randy yep. goes on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And he hits the old random button two times. Yep. Not once, but twice. That's twice. Right. Already done. Twice fact. is most nice. He hits twice the random button, picks uh-huh. up two topics. Yep. And then uh, Dan and I will, having full knowledge of everything in the entire universe, of course, will know what you're talking about, uh-huh. certainly. And then also tell you what's metal about them, to- them uh, random mass thingies. Yep. Sure. So, uh, Randall, what are our things? First one, Alston Wise. Okay. Alston Wise. Alston Wise. Alston Wise. Alston. Got it. Wise. Second one, Mary and Annie Bell. Okay. Mary and Annie Bell. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean that clearly was the was the extreme. They they were famous in the Depression era mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, twins that would fuck. Oh. they would just go out on on Mary stage. Mary and Annie Bell. Mary and Annie Bell. They would uh, they 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 coined the term sixty nine. Ah, of course. Uh, and um, yeah, they would they would just. People would come all around and throw nickels because yeah. it was the depression. So that was like basically yeah. their fucking month month wages. Oh yeah, uh, just slinging nickels at just these slinging slinging nickels. Sisters, <laughs> yep, the scissoring the scissoring twins. Nice, uh, the scissor twins. Yeah, uh, more affectionately known as the yeah. more affectionately twins. known as, or you know the the just clanging them bells they called yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> clanging them bells. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Goblin clams. That's go. what they did. <laughs> yeah, slippery sisters. <laughs> the Bell Sister Clam Gobblers. The spell. The the Bell Sister Clam Gobblers. Yes, that was. It that was the shirt. other. That sure. was that was that was it was a that was an underused title for their show. Show of the old duck and cover. <laughs> Would be something they'd say. Under the petticoat. Yeah, 23 skidoo that. (laughs) Twat. (laughs) Normal stuff, you say. (laughs) Why, I never, but I will again. (laughs) Stuff like that. Uh, I love it. Uh, 
<laughs> Hats off to those two dames. Then <laughs> 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 just a Tommy gun fucking firing <laughs> for no reason. Um, that's fucking great. Uh, that's that's really good. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on Austin Wise? Austin Wise, however, um, Austin Wise was actually uh, uh in the 1930s. Uh-huh. Okay. In uh in in uh Tanner, Oklahoma. Uh huh. Was Alston Wise was actually uh, the dumbest motherfucker <laughs> in Tanner, Oklahoma. He actually it was we so, put him in the running worldwide. He, his name was Alston Smarts, but then they ch- <laughs> changed it later because it, it was a joke. Yeah, uh, uh, even though it was a, it was a fine joke before that he was stupid. But um, yeah, he was the dumb. They made him a uh, mayor, quote unquote. Like they gave him a hat and a sash. But it was just toilet paper. <laughs> and they're like, you're the mayor. And he's like, I'm the mayor. And then he went around like, there he goes. And he's like, oh. like, I'm the mayor of this here dump, the manure pile. And he's like, that's right, Austin. You're the... He don't tell him the difference. He, he thinks he's the mayor of the manure pile. I'm manure mayor. That's right. Yeah, that's right, Austin. You're doing great. And then he'd. Uh... He thought the mayor's m- main job was just rolling in it. There was a scandal in his uh in while he he was during his uh mayoral cycle as manure mayor uh where he he was caught fucking a horse. Of and, course. And so he was of course. run of course, out of, of course. Of course, of course. And then uh but he was run out of town and uh and uh, no one knows what happened. Some say you can still hear the sound of him fucking a horse. <laughs> If you listen it, real, close, real in close in Tanner, Oklahoma, and on the and a windy summer night, <laughs> you're the squishy neighing sounds of a horse fucking giant simpleton banging a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, what were we talking about? Well, surprisingly enough, you got the '30s part right. Yeah, <laughs> Joseph Alston. Quote, Stony Wise. Oh. oh boy. Was a Canadian ice hockey player who competed in the 1932 Winter Olympics. Nice. And then. How ma- long was he manure mayor? <laughs> Ten of those years. Oh, good. Um, Mary and Annie Bell were pioneering Christian missionaries and members of the China Inland Mission. So uh, I was right. Oh, they went to China China and bothered a bunch of people? Yep, 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 yep. Hey, have you heard about Jesus? Get away from me, (laughs) Guaylo. Fuck off, Guaylo. I fucking love that. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I love what I said, not what they did. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Um, awesome. Well, uh, that's been the episode, everybody. That's it. We, we did it. We, we fucking, we knocked it out. A bit somber in parts, but, uh, you know, had to k- take it with the seriousness it deserved. Uh, and we just wanted to fucking, uh, honor uh, a hero. Yeah. Frankly, yeah, absolutely. For MLK Day. Also, um, so, uh, this week, Dan, where can people catch you? Ooh. This is dropping. I'll tell you right now, all this weekend at Helium Comedy Club, the 23rd through the 25th. Um, I will be featuring for Chris Porter. Nice. At Helium Comedy Club. Very fucking cool. Real fucking fun. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, gonna be a good time. Um, I might be getting a tattoo tomorrow. I have to look into that. Nice. Uh, I don't know that I can afford it. But anyway, but, uh, and I don't know what I'm getting. So we'll find out what's happening with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of like my car purchase on Wednesday. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> who knows? So, uh, wish me luck with that. Dan. 
You can, uh, the only place that, uh, next week that I'm performing is uh, Secret Art of Arcade Kickstand Love on Thursday yeah. night. Very nice. The 23rd? Uh, whatever the, yeah. This coming Thursday. Yeah, the Thursday. 23rd. 23rd. Awesome. Dope. Well, fucking make sure you catch uh, Dan and I and, uh, uh, when is Mosh Pit coming up? Is that uh, uh, February? February. So and uh, we're gonna be doing a special live, quick, quick fire episode of uh, What's More Metal live. Uh, probably one topic, real fast. Some, some one topic, real fast, and probably a couple uh, audience suggestions. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be real fun. So anyway, uh, we'll uh, we'll probably put that up on the Patreon. Maybe, maybe yep. see how it comes out. Anyway, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, happy MLK Day. Enjoy your fucking day off. Yeah, everybody. Um and. Uh, uh, I kick a bunch of fucking ass. Uh, kick an FBI agent in the fucking pee hole for me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, just they know what they did. And so uh, <laughs> everybody. Anyway, for uh, that's us, and that's it. And thank you so much. And hail Satan. Hail, hail Satan. Satan.